You're listening to the podcast for Asbury United Methodist Church. Join us every Sunday for worship at 8.30 or 10.45. Find out more at asburybosier.org. Our scripture lesson tonight is the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter, beginning with the first verse. Let us hear the word of the Lord. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you, You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem. And see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When do you know if a story is finished? Sometimes it's obvious because you read the end And they live happily ever after, and you close the book. Sometimes it's obvious because the curtain closes, or you see the credits scrolling on the silver screen. But sometimes it's not so obvious. Recently, I've had the good fortune of introducing my two oldest children to Monty Python's Flying Circus. And there's a sketch early in their seasons, I believe it's in season one, where Eric Idle is sitting at a news desk and he says, and now for something completely different, a man with three noses. And then they have a sketch 
about a man who has three noses, and then the sketch is over and the episode continues. About seven minutes later in the episode, Eric Idle appears again at the news desk and says, and now for something completely different, a man with three noses. And they start the sketch all over again. About halfway through the sketch, they look at each other and they say, have, have, have we not already, already done this? He goes, I, I, I think we have. Oh, yeah, very good. And then they stop the sketch. And the episode continues. About five minutes after that, Eric Idle appears at the news desk and says, and now for something completely different, a man with three noses. And he hears from offstage, we've already done that. Oh, yes, yeah, so, so, so we have, so we have. And now for something completely different, a man with nine legs. He ran away. Oh, I see, I see. So now for something completely the same. And then they continue the episode. And it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, Tim Barnes disagrees. He, he hates Monty Python. So you can, you can pray for him on your way home tonight. But it's, it's hilarious because it's unexpected. They're breaking the rules of how to tell a story. Because the story of the man with three noses had, has, had come and gone and it was done. But they kept introducing it. And it was the same every time. They were breaking the rules of how to tell a story. Our Christmas story, the Christmas story, is a story about God breaking the rules. Much like our Easter story, we have these two tent poles of our faith, and these two stories are stories in which God is breaking the rules. For Easter, God is breaking the rules of everything we think is possible. In the world, death has been defeated. There is no more sting. Our life continues. With Christmas, God is also breaking the rules, but God is breaking the rules that we have imposed upon ourselves. Luke, as he tells this story in his gospel, he begins with the most important person on the planet, Emperor Augustus. And Emperor Augustus says, all the world should be counted. Well, not, not all the world, but at, at least the Roman, all of the Roman Empire should be counted. Well, not all of the Roman Empire, just, just the poor folk, those who don't have a title, they have to travel, because Emperor Augustus didn't go anywhere to be registered. Quirinius, governor of Syria, didn't go anywhere to be registered. No, folk like Mary and Joseph had to travel to their ancestral home to be registered with the government. We have this text, we have this story, and it starts with someone who is important. And then as we read the story, we find Emperor Augustus, Quirinius, Joseph, Mary, and then a baby. And we think the story is finished. But then angels appear. But angels do not appear in the palace. Angels appear before the shepherds. A word about shepherds. The shepherds didn't travel to be registered with the government either. They were not even that important. It says that they were living in the fields. They did not go to an ancestral home because they had nowhere to go. Mary and Joseph had no room at the inn. The shepherds were already living outside. But the angels, they came to the shepherds, they came to the night shift workers, those who had no home, those whose only 
livelihood was based in the outdoors. And the angel said to them, to you is born this day in the city of David, Messiah, who is the Lord. To you is born. When was the last time that someone paid the shepherds any mind? When was the last time that the shepherds had received a gift from anyone? But here, the the, the angels from heaven offering God's word to you is born this day in the city of David, Messiah, who is the Lord. So the shepherds said, "Let's, let's go, let's go now to Bethlehem and see what has taken place. They left the sheep behind. They left their livelihood behind. They dropped every, at least scripture suggests, they dropped everything and went with haste, a word that is only used twice in the gospel of Luke. They went with haste to see this child. I've always been curious. I've always been curious as to what Mary and Joseph told Jesus about his birth. One of the things I love about Christmas is that we gather with friends and family and we tell stories of Christmases gone by and we reminisce and we we remember the good times. We give thanks for the good times. Maybe we say a prayer for the difficult times. We remember those who are no longer at our table. We tell stories. It's who we are as a people. I wonder what Mary and Joseph told Jesus of his birthday. Did they tell Jesus that the shepherds left everything behind to go and see him on the day of his birth? Maybe maybe that's why when Jesus is trying to explain the magnificence and the extravagance of God's love, that Jesus told a parable about leaving 99 sheep in the wilderness to search for the one. I wonder what Mary and Joseph told Jesus about his birthday. Did they tell Jesus that he was born in Bethlehem? Bethlehem means the city of bread, the house of bread. And maybe, maybe they did, and maybe that's why Jesus took bread and said, this, this is my body, because I was born. God made flesh. I was born in the house of bread. So this, this is my body. And he gave thanks. He broke it, and he shared it. I wonder if Mary and Joseph told Jesus about the Bethlehem star, that people followed a star to find where he was born. Maybe maybe that's why Jesus said things like, walk while you have the light. I am the light of the world. I wonder if Mary and Joseph told Jesus, we tried to find a place, but there was no room in the inn. Maybe, Maybe that's why Jesus has such compassion for those who are poor, those who are outcast. Maybe that's why in one of his greatest parables, the Good Samaritan, it's a parable that ends with someone being brought to an inn for safekeeping and for care and for love. Maybe maybe Mary and Joseph told him about the angels. The first word that the angel said is, do not be afraid. And maybe, maybe that's why Jesus, when he is walking upon the chaos of the waters... He looks at the disciples and says the same. Do not be afraid. Maybe Mary and Joseph told him everything that the angels said because their parting words were, peace to those whom God favors. And maybe maybe that's why the resurrected Lord, when he first appeared to the disciples, said to them, 
peace be with you. Announcing to them that they had the Lord's favor. And that we too have the Lord's favor. And so does creation itself. I wonder, I wonder what Mary and Joseph told Jesus about his birth. Sometimes, sometimes Christmas feels like the end of a story, and rightfully so. For weeks we have been wrapping presents and cleaning the house. Well, we've been cleaning the house. Um, at our house, it's kind of like the anti-Mary Poppins, like you clean up and then you turn around and like it's, it's exploded again. So we spend weeks cleaning the house, getting ready for uh, friends and family uh, to come over. We've been shopping, we've been running around and doing all these things. And here we are tonight, and it feels, it feels like an ending. We've made it. We're here, one night to go until Christmas Day. And in a few days, life will seem blasphemously normal. (laughs) How do you know when a story is finished? I mean, there are some things in, in our story, in God's story, where we find God turning a page, closing a book, fulfilling some things. Because up until now, up until Christ is born, God would connect with God's people. God would commune with God's people through a burning bush and mountaintops and tabernacles and temples. But then God put on flesh in the house of bread to always be with us. So on the one hand, Christmas is is an ending of sorts, a fulfillment of sorts. But on the other hand, it, it is a beginning. At the very least, this night is the night in which all of Jesus' life and ministry and mission are based. The house of bread, the light of a star, do not be afraid, peace be with you, leaving the sheep behind. Maybe Mary and Joseph did tell him of the night of his birth. It was such a powerful moment in his life that he based his entire ministry upon it. When do we know that a story is finished? Well, it's hard to say when we're living in the middle of it. May we never cease sharing good news. May we never cease to offer hope to the world. May we never cease in telling the story of a light that shows us the way and people leaving things behind to kneel at the manger. May we never cease in offering hope to the world. May we never cease in saying the angel's proclamation, glory to God in the highest and peace among those whom he favors. May we never cease in saying on this day, Christ is born in the world. Because when we say it, when we proclaim it, it is an lived reality every day. And now for something completely different. The salvation of the world. Christ is born. God is in the flesh. May we never cease to proclaim it. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.